Hello and welcome to the Autoimmune Remission Podcast. My goal is to help you cut through the confusion, create clarity, and gain momentum on your path to autoimmune remission. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Autoimmune Remission Podcast. Before we dive in today, I have one ask from you. You know, I make this podcast completely free. It's my gift to you. And the only thing I would ask in return is that you take 30 seconds, subscribe to the show, and rate the show where you can leave up to a five-star review. It would mean the absolute world to me. It's the only way this podcast grows and helps me reach more ears. And I want to take one moment and read a review from a recent fan who touched my heart when they left this review. This person's name, Brian Royal. I'm so glad I found this show. My husband is suffering from MG and autoimmune disease. This is going to be so helpful for me. And hopefully I can help my husband. Thank you for your honest information. And that's exactly why I make this show. I remember my time at rock bottom looking for information over the past 20 years, trying to find information specific to me. And it was just difficult to find. I never felt like I was the intended recipient of this information. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to help you, whether you suffered with autoimmune disease for years, or if you've been newly diagnosed, you're not quite sure where to start. My goal is to help you get out of rock bottom or prevent rock bottom by taking preventative action. So I love that review. Please, again, take 30 seconds to do that yourself. And let's help this podcast grow and help more people. Okay, today's episode, today's content is all about controlling and improving your thoughts and emotions to make remission easier. And a lot of my content recently has been about tactics, right? Nutrition and sleep, et cetera. And we'll talk about some of that stuff today because some of this plays a part into improving and controlling your thoughts and emotions. But so much of autoimmune remission, managing it, handling it, getting into it is about your emotions and your thoughts. And if you have been newly diagnosed or struggling for a while, it's a good bet that your emotions are trending negative. You're probably asking yourself questions like, why me? Or saying, this is BS. What did I do to deserve this? And this is a normal and natural reaction for a short period of time. But if this goes on for months and years, this will keep you in a defeated and diseased state. Joe Dispenza says, your personality is your personal reality. And if your personality is negative and that of the victim, your reality will become this as well. These constant negative thoughts and emotions about your health or the world creates a vicious cycle of negative behavior. And here's the vicious cycle. You have a negative thought that leads to a depressed feeling. These depressed feelings lead to inactivity poor posture. Poor posture and inactivity leads to behaviors that don't support your health, like binge eating or not eating at all, alcohol, drugs, etc. And all of this fuels negative thoughts and emotions, which brings us right back to the top, right? So that's the self-fulfilling vicious cycle. And over time, this can lead to weight gain and worsened symptoms, ruined relationships, so on and so forth. So to recap that quickly, your thoughts lead to your emotions. Your emotions lead to your actions. Your actions become behaviors and habits. And then these become your results. And then your results fulfill the beginning of that cycle, which they lead into your thoughts. They, they, they contribute to your negative thoughts. So we need to start at the beginning. And no matter where you are in this cycle, it's important to know that no one is coming to save you. It's up to you to break this cycle. And I've created my five-point emotional matrix to help with this. I call it PREPS. And this is priming your physiology, resting fully with quality sleep, eating for health, pay attention 
to what you're paying attention to. And then speech. What are you saying to yourself? So let's start with physiology. It's well known that movement evokes emotion. Exercise is an incredible tool to boost your mood and overall affect. And generally speaking, the harder you work, the better results you see from a mental standpoint. I don't care if it's running, Zumba, weight training, walking. You must do some form of physical exercise if you want to improve your thoughts and emotions and reach autoimmune health. And obviously there's benefits to exercise beyond the emotional component, but today we're talking just about thoughts and emotions and exercise, physical exercise is absolutely critical. Now, if you want to weight train, that's what I'm a big fan of and you're a beginner, check out my fitness fast start, completely free ebook that will walk you through the why and the how of resistance exercise. And you'll leave with a 12 week program to get started. So I'll link that in the show notes. If you haven't subscribed to my stuff already, all you need to do is enter your email. Now, sticking with physiology, your posture also falls into this component. I want you to take a moment and visualize the posture of a depressed person. And what do you see? Rounded shoulders, looking down, shallow breaths, drooping face. Now, what does a happy person look like? A successful person, a confident person. Sitting and standing upright, shoulders back, hands on the hips, smiling, upward gaze. It's important to know that depressed feelings don't necessarily happen to us. We go to them. We go to depression. If you assume a negative, depressed posture, you will begin feeling depressed. And the reverse is also true. If you begin to assume a positive and uplifting posture, you will begin feeling positive and uplifted. Amy Cuddy delivers an incredible TED Talks about just this, which is the science of posture and power posing and its impact on hormones like testosterone in as little as three minutes. So you can do the Wonder Woman hands on your hips pose. You can do the Usain Bolt or champion pose over hands over your head. Power posing and changing your physiology can have a powerful impact on your emotional well-being. So ensure that your physiology is set up for success. Next step, resting with quality sleep. I'll link to my episode on sleep, so it's going to go more into tactics about sleep. But it's important to know that poor quality sleep and or inconsistent sleep and wake times can have a dramatic impact on mood, energy levels, body composition, and your overall longevity. Let's just focus on energy levels and longevity for the sake of this conversation. Your body has an internal clock, a circadian rhythm. Every cell in your body has clock genes which regulate the circadian rhythm. And the best way to regulate that clock is to go to bed and wake up at similar times every day. When there are dramatic swings, hours or so at a time, earlier or later, you are effectively jet lagging yourself. And this creates fatigue, right? So, you know, we just had daylight savings time. If you're in America and not in Arizona, which is awesome that they don't do it, you probably woke up feeling a little groggy. And that's because your circadian rhythm is a little bit off and it takes time to adjust to that. But if you're adjusting, if your body is trying to adjust each and every day, it's not, it's searching for when you are, not where you are, but when you are. And it's the same thing with snoozing the alarm. So if you have a consistent wake up time, but sometimes you wake up right away or sometimes you snooze for, you know, 30 or 40 minutes, this is going to, again, throw off that circadian rhythm. So there was, there was a recent study that I highlighted in my newsletter that also discussed consistent sleep, not necessarily sleep duration, but consistent sleep has a dramatic association on, on longevity. So if you want to feel better and you want to be in greater control of your health, go to bed and wake up around the same time every day. Do your best to get it within 30 minutes. And yes, 
That means on the weekends. If 30 minutes is impossible, do your best to get it within one hour. So resting with quality sleep is that second bullet point, the R in preps. E, eating for health. I've made more blogs and podcasts about nutrition than any other topic. And I'll link to some of them in the show notes so you can have access to them quickly. But I I quickly want to highlight a few bullet points that are going to help you focus on eating for health. Notice we're not going to talk about quality of ingredients or anything else like that. I I just want to focus on some key rocks that you can focus on. Number one, that's getting high protein. This is going to be 1.6 grams per kilogram of body weight or 0.72 grams per pound of body weight. And these are your goal body weights. So if you want to lose 30 or 40 or 50 pounds, you know, you don't need to be eating that much protein. Eat based on your goal body weight. You also want to eat high fiber, 15 grams per thousand calories consumed. So to understand this number, you probably want to measure and track your calories, but you want to eat 15 grams per 1000 calories consumed each day. So if you're eating 2000 calories, that's 30 grams, 3000 calories, that's 45 grams. And that's the end of the math today. Okay. I'm not a math major. No more math. That's all I'm doing today. And when you're eating fiber, a high fiber diet, we also want to focus on a variety of fiber. That's upwards of 30 or more unique plants per week. And that should include a few servings of fermented foods each day. And then you want to eat like this 80 to 90% of the time, right? So that's an 80-20 rule or an 90-10 rule, allowing for 10 to 20% of flexibility. But what does this percentage look like? I said I'm done with the math for today, but we're going to do a little bit more. So if you're eating three meals per day, that's 21 meals per week. This means that two to four of your meals per week have a little more freedom. This can include processed foods, desserts, you know, whatever cravings you may have, two to four meals per week. That's the ideal sweet spot. Now, if you really want to get into it, and if you're tracking your calories and you're making room for some more sweets or some more of these cheat foods, you can have something like this every day if your goal is to lose weight. As long as you're tracking and monitoring your calories and ensuring that you you remain in a calorie deficit. But by and large, I think most people are going to benefit from 80 to 90% of the time eating, like we discussed, and then that 10 to 20% of flexibility. Within this nutrition component, you're also going to want to decrease or eliminate alcohol. And this may be the best thing you can do for your health, your overall health and well being, especially if you drink consistently. Alcohol kills gut bacteria. It hurts, it negatively impacts your gut lining. It's calorie dense and tends to promote bad eating behaviors. And it just overall has a negative impact on health. Now, on the, we'll just touch on this briefly when it comes to nutrition and, and some of these myths that exist within the nutrition space. So many social media influencers want you to care about these things and you don't need to. You really shouldn't. Seed oils, lectins, plant toxins, balanced blood sugar, oats, which I just... There is this major thing on my social media. I just went through an oats. It, blow, it blows my mind. Oats, for whatever reason, are just getting demonized right now. Artificial sweeteners, organic produce only. All of these things you don't need to care about. We're focusing on so many minute, tiny details that we're not seeing the forest for the trees. Zoom out, see the bigger picture. Those bullet points I highlighted, eat high protein, eat high fiber, include fermented foods, and eat like that 80 to 90% of the time and eliminate alcohol. If that's all you did, you're going to feel fantastic. You're in, the, you're in a great spot. But you can get really stuck in the weeds, taking a look at each package you buy. Well, let's just have seed oils. What about lectins? Should I not be eating this many plants because of the potential toxins? What about balancing my blood sugar? All of this is just nonsense designed to keep you confused. And the more confused you are, the more likely you are to buy another person's product. Well, let me cut through that noise. You don't need to worry about these things. Next bullet point, 
P in preps, the second P, pay attention to what you pay attention to. Do you always focus on negatives? Do you beat yourself up for mistakes? Are you overly self-critical? Remember this, energy flows where focus goes. Energy flows where focus goes. If you only focus on the negative aspects of your life and the world that surrounds you, your energy will only see negative. It will only flow towards negativity. I want you to understand the concept of the reticular activating system. This is a part of your brain that has many functions. One being focusing your attention. And there's so much competing for our attention at all times. So our reticular activating system helps us subconsciously filter out what it deems unnecessary. Whatever you consciously focus on, your reticular activating system will as well. It will start subconsciously focusing on that more. So think about the last time you got a new car. And then all of a sudden, you saw that type of car everywhere. They didn't just pop up. They were always there. But now your reticular activating system is consciously aware of this car and it starts seeing it everywhere. I've heard many people talk about getting a dog and how they see that type of dog everywhere. Same idea. Now, here's the key component. You can train your reticular activating system to be more positive by consciously searching for the positive in your life. What are you grateful for? What are the memories from your past that bring you to happy tears? If you focus on positive, you will get more positive. It's important to keep in mind here that negativity is more powerful. This is why the news is always chilling. It keeps you glued to the screen. And I'm not saying be fake. I don't want you to fake this, especially if your health is in a terrible spot. This needs to be authentic and real. And I encourage you to find a balance because the positivity does exist. Even if you're at rock bottom, it's there. A great place to start is journaling, keeping some sort of gratitude journal. If you want to start with a blank journal, you just start it. That's great. There are several journals that you can find on Amazon very easily where it will prompt you to search for positivity and gratitude in your life. But pay attention to what you're paying attention to. And remember that you can train this. And finally, the S in preps, speech. What do you say to yourself and to others? Your language tells a lot about you. It tells you about how you see the world. And there's a, there's a power with questions. Questions hold power. Notice the difference between these two questions. Why do bad things continue to happen to me versus what can I do to improve my situation? The topic is the same, but it's a very different sense of control. The first question is that of a victim, where the second question is that of a person who assumes control. So if you're going to reach remission, you must be the type of person who assumes control of your health. It's not your fault that you have an autoimmune disease. It's not your fault that you're at rock bottom if you're there. It's not your fault that your health has gone through this roller coaster of ups and downs. That isn't your fault. But it is your responsibility to do something about it. Because as we talked about earlier, nobody's coming to save you. You have the ability to take control and take action. And you must begin paying attention to the words that you say to yourself and others, because it may just alter how you view the world. And that's my five-point emotional matrix or preps. So to recap, physiology, dedicated exercise and posture. Rest fully with consistent sleep and wake times. Eat for health. Pay attention to what you pay attention to. And finally, monitor your speech. Okay, that's it for today. 
I'm going to put a ton in the show notes. If you want to dive more into these topics individually, you can look at my other blogs, podcasts that discuss sleep and nutrition. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you stay motivated.